Hello and welcome to this episode of Sky Talk Radio. I'm your host Oliver Merrily and today we'll be discussing pilots in training and seeing is it worth it. Joining me today is another CAA qualified pilot, Gary, and uh, we'll be taking this discussion further. Add it up. Um, so the first question that I think, uh, we'll have the same answer for is, is getting your pilot's license worth it? Absolutely. 100%. Um, I don't think you should even contemplate doing your pilot's license if you're not a hundred percent, uh, committed to getting it done. Yeah. Um, you know, most people who start on this journey start because they have some kind of love of aviation that's come with them for a very long time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think if you if you genuinely love flying and you love aviation and you're committed to doing it, it is one hundred percent worth all of the effort, the cost, the tears of waiting at airports <laughs> and watching the clouds ruin weekend after weekend yeah. after weekend. Yeah. So what is so for, for student pilots you talked about you know following the right flight school and stuff what yeah. in your opinion like maybe give me three things what makes a, a flight school good community uh it's definitely the top of the list um and i'm sure most flying schools are the same but for me aviation is a community of people yeah uh and finding a flying school that sort of fits your personality i think is important yeah um so it's well worth you know when you're when you're a student starting out uh, and you're trying to find a school don't just go for a flying school uh because they have the best social media yeah um you know go and visit different schools get get a vibe talk to the people talk to the cfis um just get a sense of what the school is like uh a lot of schools also you, you know you might go there and, and you'll find the instructors are all young but it's because they're our building to get into the airlines. Yeah. Um, so that might not be what you want at the stage in your career. Sometimes what you want is the retired BA pilot, for instance, who has tons and tons of experience and, and um, is not looking to just chase someone through from zero to 40 hours to get their PPL. Yeah, I, I agree. And I've had people who have, I've had many instructors that how like, high hour pilots and they've uh, been working for major airlines like Cathay Pacific, BA, as you said, and they tend to not only have more knowledge, but they tend to sort of know what they're doing and know what they're looking for in a student, whereas these younger hour pilots and the pilots that are just doing it to build hours so they can go and do uh, various different courses sort of tend to be a little bit more, oh uh, yeah, that, that, that will do. And I think cutting corners and aviation training is it can be a problem if you don't find the right flight school and it can be dangerous. Yes, I agree 100%. And, and actually, you know, the flying school where I, where, where I learned, um, the owner of the flying school put this absolutely perfectly. Uh, and she said that the difference between them and other flying schools is that they teach people to fly planes and other flying schools teach people to be pilots. And I think that is a major differentiator. Um, you know, it's one thing to just do the tick box exercise, do the, the the relevant amount of hours, do your exams and get your pilot's license. It's another thing to be taught from the ground up how to fly planes, how to behave as a pilot, 
uh, airmanship and all of these other things that come with tons and tons of experience. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so you did your training at Blackbush in a PA-28, I assume? Yes, PA-28 all the way. Yeah, I, I they're the best. I mean, so what was your hardest thing? What was the hardest thing about training? And for a student pilot, how do you think they could overcome it? I think the hardest thing for me was, um, I think, unexpected. But I think the hardest thing for me was uh, sort of keeping motivation throughout it because there were times when I was just like I can't be asked to wake up at eight o'clock in the morning and keep on doing this but now that I do have my license I'm like okay it was all worthwhile waking up an hour earlier than I would have yeah I mean I I, I don't I don't think I ever had that problem particularly but uh for me I think that the the exam part of it because when I did my PPL we there used to be a book called the PPL Confuser, and that's about as much use um, or as much help as you would get for the exams. I mean, nowadays you've got question banks and PGS and all these things, um, which really make you exam ready. So yeah. for me, I think the hardest thing was doing a full day's work, coming home, and then revising, which is something I haven't done for many, many years. Um, and and uh, yeah, <laughs> and then sitting an exam every every two or three weeks um yeah yeah because the the stuff that i've had sort of brought to me like uh ground school stuff even youtube like there's a lot of tutorials on youtube about sort of the navigation side of aviation even if it's american there's still stuff that can you can relate over and i think i i was very fortunate to be able to pass all my ground exams first try and i think as you said it comes down to the huge amount of resources that that you have but exams i think they can throw a student pilot off if you fail one because i know there's some people who have failed an exam and they think it's the end of the world but in reality it's not you can just go and do it again yeah absolutely you can do it again and if you really want to do uh, if you really want to achieve this goal then that is not going to be insurmountable yeah and i think it's just about putting effort and being con continuous with it so now that you have your license um We've talked about the biggest problems with it. What do you find most enjoyable about having your license? Uh, I think we touched upon it earlier. For me personally, the thing I enjoy most about having a pilot's license is sharing the experience with other people. Um, you know, just, just to see people's faces light up when you tell them that they can take control, uh, you know, and then realizing it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's rewarding, very rewarding. Yeah, and I think, well, maybe not so much for my mum because she doesn't like flying even on an A380, but as for my dad, it was quite rewarding seeing him uh, sort of uh, be really interested in it. Like, it's a different interest, I think, because people sort of think that, oh, it's something, oh, I'm so far away from ever being able to do that. And, like, there they are in the cockpit of a plane. And I think they, some people can't quite believe it. No, it, it breaks a barrier. It, it breaks this... Um this perceived difficulty of flying when, when they see someone they know actually do it. Yeah. And so you're a pilot in training and you're looking to find a good price for an aircraft. Like I know prices have, has skyrocketed. When I started my training, it was 200 pounds an hour and 220 with an instructor, but now they've gone up to 280 and 300 if you wanted to train with an instructor. So, would you say it's worth spending 
going to an airfield that has cheaper costs, but you might be sacrificing maybe the airplanes, upholstery might be a bit ripped, or are you worth going somewhere that uh, has higher costs and the planes are slightly better maintained? Um, I'll go back to my original point. I think you need to find a flying school that will resonate with you personally. Yeah. Um, because regardless of regardless of uh, the flying school we go to, this is going to be quite a significant capital outlay. So it's going to cost a lot of money yeah. to learn to fly. Um, so you need to be sure that you want to do it. And if you are going to spend this money, um, I think if you look at the bigger picture, one or two or three thousand pounds at the end of this journey um, is insignificant if you are where you want to be and you've enjoyed the experience a lot and you've learned a lot and you've actually ticked a few of your bucket list items. Um, it's one thing to save a thousand pounds and actually be miserable at a flying school and just do it because you now need to get done with it. Um, so yeah, I, I would I would balance cost with uh, cost with the actual flying school itself. Make yeah. sure that it resonates with you. Yeah, I agree. And I think I don't know. You've flown out of Blackbush. Is that uh, information? Blackbush, Blackbush information. That's correct. Yes, Blackbush information. And recently, in the last year and a half, two years, uh, it's become quite a bit more complex because obviously uh, Farnborough have expanded their airspace. So right. Blackbush now operates within an LFA, which is a, a sort of a, a local flying area. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so things have, have become a little bit more complex. Going south to the coast, a little bit more complex, but yeah. you know, this is what we're paying for. And do you think that you would have preferred to do your training in somewhere where I fly now, a class D, like controlled airspace all the way from delivery up to uh, departure and approach controllers, or would you have preferred to do your training at Blackbush or even somewhere even more simplified like Compton Abbas with a radio? It's an interesting one. Um, I I actually think training in more complex airspace is better for you in the long run. Um, Blackbush wasn't all that complicated, but then when you compare, for instance, a place like Blackbush to learning in a place like Spain or in America, uh, it's significantly more complex. Yeah. And then it's actually intimidating for some pilots to fly into a place like that. Yeah. Um, so yes, I would say I think there is some value in learning to fly in a place with complex airspace, um, and and maybe maybe not as complex as being total class B where you have delivery controllers and all that because they kind of look after you. Yeah. Um, a mix of both. Yes. You know, highly complex and complex, but but I wouldn't want to learn in a, sort of in a farm strip. Uh, in a remote area where you never have to do radio work, because I think you then you then fly to some busy farm radio space, and you will definitely have your work cut out for you. Yeah, I I agree. You um training at Compton Abbas, you know they're just Compton Radio. They've got a radio uh, controller, and it's it's really so simple. And there's no airspace. Maybe you've got Yeovilton mats, but you know you can you don't you can go into a mat unannounced. So there's not a lot of radio work that happens and then going going to Bournemouth I think you said they do help you and I think for student pilots talking to ATC is a really big fear but even if you do mess something up there they're not going to judge you because no one's radio work is going to be perfect but as long as you get your point across they are there to help you. I absolutely agree and, and I have to admit that that was one of the biggest fears 
uh, when I started flying, it wasn't even flying the plane. It was having to press that button and talk to someone on the other side of the radio. Because in my mind, I kept thinking, well, when I press this button and talk, there are at least a hundred other pilots listening to me and judging what I'm saying. So yeah. <laughs> once you get comfortable with talking on the radio, it actually becomes second nature. I mean, I don't think pilots judge necessarily. I mean, I've laughed at a couple of pilots, RT, but uh, the other pilots oh. are sort of focusing on what they're doing and not really listening out for. Oh, no, they do. I, I listen all the time. All <laughs> the time. And you, hear, you hear people bowling through Farnborough and it's, it, sometimes it's very entertaining and you can actually hear controllers get flustered yeah i've 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 heard a couple of a uh, questionable rt if they should even be allowed to have their <laughs> their radio license <laughs> that might be a that might be a result of learning in a in a backwater town where there's no radio yeah well thank you so much gary for taking the time to come and share your story it's been a very fun experience and i'm sure a lot of people will be able to take some fantastic advice away from this and thank you for tuning in to SkyTalk, whether that be on Apple Podcast or YouTube. We'll be back with more aviation chat next week. Until then, fly safe. Add it up. Oh, oh.